Uh, he runs. Um, he runs out, setting off the alarm of the pub. By the way, oh, uh, <laughs> oh for folly's sake! Hello everyone and welcome to this week's episode of the Fellowship of the Tabletop. We are a live play 5e D&D podcast set in the magical, magical homebrew world of RF. My name is Mark and I'm the Dungeon Master. And also with us for today's episode, we have Ian who plays the Dragonborn Barbarian Paladin, Drago. Steven! We've got Will who plays the Human Bard, Karstan. Steven! Callum who plays the Gnome Sorcerer, Folly Fizzlebang the Ninth. Steven! Casey who plays the Human Champion, Helen Asleep Guard. Darren, who plays the human fighter rogue, Robin. Steven! And we've got Danny, who plays the human uh, the human cleric, Claude. Steven! What is it with Steven? I really want to Danny to just go, <laughs> Claude! <laughs> who is Steven? I don't know. I it's know. If, if a Steven is listening to this episode, please tweet us out, because that was a shout out for you. Thanks at, for listening. At Fellowship Table. So Fellowship on last... For all Stevens. <laughs> on la- yeah, to all the Stevens everywhere. You know, Steve... Uh, uh, I don't know any... What? Who's a Steven? Steven... Steven... I, I, I know a Steve. Stigal. Stigal, there you go. I know Steven Stigal. <laughs> no, I don't. <laughs> anyway, there's a Hawking. lot of Stevens out there. Oh, yeah, Stephen Hawking. Mate of mine. Whoop. <laughs> So on last week, well, that's R.I.P. Yeah, a hero. He ain't gonna tweet us. <laughs> God. If he does, anyway, he's on time to the right. I like your podcast. No, okay, let's carry. Oh, carry whoa, on. Carry on. Oh, oh my god! Well, I'm probably gonna edit this out, to be honest. Rip but, you his know. paladin rights. Akiva, take that shit away. You I are. wish I could play D and D with you. You you just suffered you, a, you just suffered an alignment shift, and unfortunately, all your paladin powers no longer work. We've got D and D three point five. You're banished. You are banished. Uh, but you weren't banished, unfortunately. Someone else seems to have returned to a place they were banished once upon a time. As uh, Will, uh, not Will, as Castor went through some uh, trials and tribulations, he he met a, a quite interesting character. He met a chicken wizard called Ogrimorph uh, on a demi-plane as he passed through a door, leaving the party after being frightened under the spell, frightened uh, by the creature they were fighting in the pits, deep down in the rat run to prove that they were allowed out and given this 24-hour reprieve from the Abkriskra before the city would lock down and they would be found. So they had this period of time to kind of sort out their shit, get the stuff in order before uh, the Upcrisco would come a hunting. And now the party are relatively aware of the strength and power of this group that are currently imposing themselves upon the city of Goldview. Uh, upon making their way back to the Half Hoof Inn, the pub which now Tali is the owner and proprietor of, after Kennard gave over the rights to her in a rather odd situation a few episodes ago uh the party came across castan face down in the mud and up upon uh finding them drago uh, resuscitated him and they went inside and started to have uh, a number of conversations regarding what has happened 
We find ourselves inside the pub. Uh, everyone kind of dotted around on tables. And Tali is just handed over a full brimming pint to Helena. Helena was just also, they just figured out also that because of Helena's return to the city and because of her parents' uh, for want of a better phrase, missing from the city, being taken away for a period of time. She is the heir apparent. She is the next in line to become the leader, the queen of Sleepguard. And uh, it's all kind of just dawned on her as Tali passes this pint uh, over to her. So, uh, queen maybe then, Tali suggests. No, I, I, I don't think I could, I could do that. Um, there's got to be another way. We've got to find out where where my mother and father are. I'm you could always to... become a republic. What is that? Well, that's that's like what we have in the Sanguine Lands, where you're you're led by a council and you elect the leaders. And yeah. no, thank you. No, 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 no. We do not want that. I'm sure I speak on behalf of every person in this land. Absolutely not. I mean, I'm not here to make decisions. Really, I'd I'd just prefer to leave my father to do that okay i mean if 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 if, i mean if he's no 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 no. the princess has spoken costan what i mean to say is that that in in the and i'm not trying to rebel i'm saying in the in the instance of the king being absent that would make you at the moment the de facto temporary ruler of sleet guard right now me no no helena (laughs) <laughs> I was like, uh, Claude. I was talking. I was. I was talking. To, I was looking at Helena, but talking to you. Oh, yeah. And uh, Helena is getting quite warm, and she's just downing this pint quite uh, quickly. Jesus Christ, sis! Slow down. You're going to knock right. yourself out at that rate. Fuck. <laughs> so, Sebastian pipes up from she the corner with his legs her up on the chair. Pint on the table. She's listening to you. He just stares back, not saying anything else, just gives you like a, yeah, pretty, bloody good work, that, and kind of nods at you. Oh, is she this your wipes, brother? She, she, sorry, she wipes her uh, her mouth with her the back of her hand and takes in a, oh, a bit of a sigh. Yes, that's Seb. Sorry, I didn't introduce you. He stands up at that uh, and takes a deep bow. Sebastian Sleekguard, you are the bard I've heard so much ago about, the one that ran away. Uh, yeah, that's, that's me. Good man. I like you already. Uh, thanks. Well, just, you know, you know your limits. You know where the begin, you know where it ends. Death is the infinite one. You know what they all say. Well, I think they say that at least. Anyway, but, you know... You know where your limits are, and you're, you're fucking pegged it, mate. That's how I do, and bloody hell. You and me, were cut from the same cloth, my man. Well, um, I mean, I, I, I don't quite think we're cut from the same cloth. No? No. Oh. All right, then. Well, wow. We're, we're probably different. A lot. But listen, yeah. I also wouldn't take it as a compliment to cast down. You, you, you did leave, and, and, and you, you know you did. I, I still don't know really how I feel about this. Have we not got somewhere to be? I'm sorry, I just feel like we're wasting time. I don't, I don't know about anyone else. Does anyone else feel... What time of day is it, Mark? Sorry, just to... It is late in the night. It's all happened in one day. The last time we were asleep, we were outside the city. 
I feel like I feel like we've been doing this. It feels like so long since we were asleep in the forest. Right. Well, then I'm I'm heading to bed. Good night, all. And Good she's night. just gonna walk off. Bye. Um, I should probably mention uh, the sleeping arrangements. If you just hold fire, your highness, <clears throat> for a moment. Uh, so there are two options really where you can sleep. Uh, I've had Kennard sorting it out. Yeah, I've been sorting it out for you. So basically, the option is we've got rooms <laughs> upstairs, but they apparently so Kennard. Yeah, so basically they get checked quite a lot by the Chriscra. They come in. Can you let me finish, please? I'm talking. Okay. Um. <clears throat> So basically, they get searched a lot by the Abkriskra. They come in and just have a warrant and they search through the rooms looking, well, for you. So the option is nice beds or can I sort you out? Yeah, I've sorted you out with some uh, some uh, some hay and some places near around the barrels in the basement. <clears throat> can I do that again? And I'm going to get angry. Okay, let me just finish what I'm saying. Then you can say your bit. Okay, remember our arrangement. Okay, thank you. <clears throat> So the option is rooms upstairs, chance of getting caught. Downstairs, not as comfy, but less chance of getting caught. We got you between the uh, the big casks down there, so they're not likely to search down there. So Ken, I'll t- yeah, they'll normally search down there. I swear to God, Ken, I'm going to fucking kill you in a minute. <laughs> right, so Helena, the, the the choice is yours. There's plenty, There's enough rooms for everyone up there. There's enough room for everyone in the basement. If I'm what honest, guys- I think I, I could take a... A comfy night's sleep, and I, I don't really, I'm not really afraid of anybody coming to find me. Okay. There's uh, plenty of rooms up the stairs. First left, uh, any room, they're all empty. Well, uh, aren't Thanks, the Chris are looking for us, so? though? Um, hmm? Well, I, I did say, uh, well, it'll be a few episodes ago now, that I'll be spending the evenings um, at the, the Hailstorm uh uh what is the word about not barrett is it a barracks hail hang on i'm going to the list here hailstorm ah the hailstorm district i'll be staying uh, at the hailstorm district so that you know the known heretic is quite far away from you in the event that anything happens and i'll be safe but isn't us splitting up dangerous it's just for the night. I'll be back when I wake up. It's just, you know, in the event that there might be a raid uh, and they're looking for me, they might not find me if I'm, you know, where normal people and people of rank and stuff are. They might be like, oh, can't go near them because they're an inter-kingdom militia force. I mean, didn't didn't the guy who, who was at the prison, didn't he say that, I know this happened before I, I ran away, but didn't he say something about us being given time when we wouldn't be hunted? Or oh, that's true. Uh, oh, yeah, yeah. Jargo, your sister said that um, <laughs> yeah, we'd have twenty-four hours like without being disturbed. Not my sister, and I would just say you guys should sleep wherever you feel most comfortable tonight. I do like the sound of a comfy bed. I think Helen has already made that decision, so... Why don't I um, just alarm the door? People would barge themselves in. At least one of us would get a bit of a heads up and try and warn the rest of us if we need to. Whoa, 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 Folly. You're not going to dent my woodwork, are you, or anything? This no, isn't going to no, affect... No, no. The... Purely magical effects, sir. I... 
almost like you're like enchanting the door. Right, okay, but that's not going to, you know, lower the value of the property or anything, is it? If anything, going to make it go up. Do it. So Folly's going to wander over to the door straight away anyway, uh, just going to pull out, like, a piece of uh, fine silver that seems to dissipate into the area of the door just below it. Um, so if anybody crosses this doorway, aside from myself, is how I'm setting it now, because he still doesn't trust being in a tavern, um, it's just going to wake me up and send off a men- mental alarm in my head. Folly, is that the only door into this place? I don't know. Is it? Uh, no, there's there's another one. Where's the other one? Come with me. And she takes you down the long corridor to the right of the bar. And at the end of that, the corridor kind of bends a sharp left turn. At the end of that, on the right-hand side, at the back of the building, there is like a back door, uh, which is where you would kind of get down to the cellar, etc. from that door as well. So she kind of gestures towards that door and she stood watching you as you do it, taking it in. Hmm. Castle, do you know any other kind of spells? Uh, I, I, I mean, have a solution. I have a solution. What, where does that door lead to? Uh, this one. What, the back one? That's the one. To be honest, I've, I've never really looked. And she opens the door, and it's still raining at this point, deep in the night, no light out. And she kind of looks up and down. Uh, side street? Doesn't look very busy. There's no uh, no shops or anything. A cut through, perhaps? Okay. Uh, Robin will come to the door himself, glance up. Is it effectively an alleyway? It's a bit bigger than an alleyway, but smaller than a main road. It seems to be a place of uh, kind of, it's a through route, but also a place of storage. It seems to be the back of a number of venues, shops, pubs, this kind of thing. It's where they kind of store their stuff, but you could also cut through it as well. Okay, without saying anything, Nura is going to descend from the rafters and fly down the steps and land on Robin's outstretched forearm. Robin's going to give her a ruffle underneath the beak and without saying anything, Nura is going to take off and just perch on the rooftop directly above the door. Nura will find me if there's anything untowards that happens outside this door. Well, there you go. There you go. I mean, it is, a si- it is a side street in Goldview, so lots of things untoward might happen here. She's attuned to me. She knows what I'm looking for. Okay. Right, well, um, I'm going to go to bed. I'm tired. Um, I, I assume that we just help ourselves to the drink. I mean, you guys have saved my life innumerable number of times and i haven't worked out how to keep a budget yet so um i'm no i'm i'm happy to pay entirely obviously i'm just saying that you uh, i'm okay to go behind the bar and pour myself one drago you 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 pulled me out of any number of problems take what you like i got a free bar literally got given it well i didn't quite give it to you but anyway i'm impressed too but uh Apparently, it made sense at the time. I don't really remember how it happened, but we've got it recorded that apparently Tally now owns the pub. So I, I, uh, I, I, don't, I, I don't question him. I was the legal notary that, and and having had some legal training at the university, I did witness it. And yeah, it is all legal. This bar does now not belong to Tally. Right. So, so the uh, yeah, cool. Okay. And she starts to sweat a little bit under the uh, the added pressure of uh, of being a. I mean, a, it's not like you've just been told that you're 
queen of this place. I no, mean, I know, but, but you know, for me, it's my equivalent of being told I'm queen. You know, in my little world, it's a this big is deal. your own little realm. Things. And you are more than up to the task, darling. Shit, this is going to be a great pub. It really is. Just think, anyway. you, can put, you can put a plaque up saying that Prince, the, 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 the Queen Helena has frequented this pub. But I shouldn't put it up yet because obviously no, they're... You know, presumptuous. No. Okay. I'll put it up soon, though. That's yeah. a good idea. You could get it could made. And then you could, yeah, you could sing it at Karstan. That'd be good. I could, yeah. Oh, yeah. Only if you if you did a good song. You know the one you did on the pub with wheels? I've, I've got the one lots of good songs, spokesman. yeah. Hey, that one. That yeah. was a good one. I, I really like that so one. The pub did I crash. thought the idea is to try and get people in the pub, not keep them out. Uh, I yeah. think you're fine. I have packed out many a bar, uh, Drago. I, I believe you. I like your music, Karstan. Thank you. Right, anyway. I could stay up and talk all night with you a lot, but I'm I'm shattered. And you've got a uh, so I'm. Well, yeah, I guess I got to talk to Kennard about that at some point, uh, right? Uh, I've I've picked out a room, so I'll um I'll see you a lot in the morning. Night, night Carly. She's got lovely hospitality. Hey, you're welcome. I didn't really do much, but anyway, and she's gonna wander up the stairs. That's one NPC down. Uh, Kennard's gonna turn to the rest of the group. <laughs> uh, well, <laughs> I've got some business to attend to in town. I hope no, wait, excuse you, you, me. You, you can't leave. Well, you'd have to leave by the back door. Don't leave by the front door. You'll set off the alarm. I Why? don't think you should leave at all. I feel like you should tell us your entire backstory. <laughs> when leans, were you born? He leans on the table for a second. It was only a few years after the unmending. My mum, on a dark and stormy night, gave birth to me. My dad left three days later. Went and joined the Blackmouth Rangers. And ever since then, it's been a dream of mine to change this place for the better. And ever since then, I've been searching for the lead, something to join me in some way to Jerry Ontra, the, the, the hero of, of Blackmouth, and really bring honour back to my mum. What was your mum's name? Well. No, you, did, you had to ruin it. That was amazing. I really, I was in. My <laughs> mother's name Funny you should ask that because she had a name <laughs> and she had such a name that thinking about it brings brings a tear to my eye to say it. I'd like to record it in my story so it can be remembered forever. Don't you fucking talk about my mum and your stories, little bastard, and he's going to run out the pub. <laughs> 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 oh. <laughs> I, literally, I literally panicked I couldn't think of a female name no, I kept no, having, that was amazing I kept having Stephen in my head and I couldn't think of <laughs> I think you should have named her Stephen <laughs> I, just, I was there I was thinking any other name literally any other name Stephen no any other name Stephen no, give me any other name like so we had to panic. Work, work. Oh my days! Uh, he runs. Um, he runs out, setting off the alarm of the pub. By the way, oh uh, <laughs> for folly's sake! <laughs> Great. Oh no! Um, oh. Folly going to go back and you're going to reset the alarm uh, again. It takes another eleven minutes. Drago is <laughs> going to uh, walk behind the bar and start pouring him uh, quite a few drinks uh, and just lining them up. And anyone else, feel free to take them. Carstan's going to walk over and 
grab one of the drinks. And then he's going to go and sit by Claude. Or stand by Claude if he's standing. Uh, sitting down in the middle of the room, like that drunk guy in the pub. But, no, I'm not actually drunk, but that guy in the pub that tries to speak to everybody around him. Okay, Carson's going to get a chair and sit next to you. How are you feeling? Strange. You know, it's like he's... You were saying that you went for a bit of an ordeal there. I'm sorry we weren't able to better help you. No, I, I'm sorry. I feel like I've let Helena down. Oh, I feel, yeah, I feel like I've let you all bit. down. Yeah, no, just a little bit. But, like, we came out all right in the end, and we were yeah. more worried about you and the chicken man. Yeah, there's... I'd like to talk to you at some point. And I'm just going to look around in a bit of amusement. And what are we doing now? No, no, but just, just, just me and you. I need, I need your advice. Everyone, uh, we need yeah. some alone time. Uh, we, no, we, no, we can, right we, we can go elsewhere, Cast uh, uh, Claude. I'm <laughs> Cast. Oh, I mean, there, there is a room downstairs, I believe, full of casks. I mean, I'm not moving. Uh, we, can, yeah. we, can, we could go downstairs, Claude. To the cellar. Yeah, is it urgent? Do we want to? I mean, it's up to you. Something up... It's it's up to you. Oh, oh, that sounds like yes, guys. I'll be back. Me and Carstone are going to go have a little chit chat. Okay. Okay. And as uh, they those two leave, clankety clank, and uh, bagpipe man to start to make their way down. We're going to follow them first of all, and you go out. You turn as the, the way to the back door, and then there is a, a pair of doors to the cellar, which lead down some dusty stone steps into. Uh, a relatively well lit uh, cellar. This space is big enough for probably uh, was one, two, six different large casks of different ales that are kind of stored down here. There are a number of smaller barrels, but what you can see between each barrel is a, a kind of a bedspread laid out between each one, enough for the whole party. There also is a small table in the middle, two wooden chairs that have been placed there with a candle on it, lit with some bread upon it and a large uh, kind of jug of water with a number of uh, clay cups next to it as well as you come down. It's nice and quiet, cool uh, and still. If, I'm going to be very excited about this. I'm going to just sorry, go on. go on. No, no, you go. Okay. I'm be very excited about this little bedroom that's been laid out. I'm be very excited. I'm just going to go. I quite fancy a sleepover actually, yeah. and I'm going to take off my weaponry and my helmet and place it on one of the bed rolls. Grab a piece of bread and start. Uh, sit down like really expectantly towards Castan. Like, yeah, t- uh, give me all your gossip. What's up? Okay, if, unless anyone else wants to listen in on this conversation, as a character, I probably only want Claude and Mark to hear. Okay. Oh, you're telling us to fuck right, off. Right, there you go. Okay, I'm with you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So well, why didn't you just say that? Oh, uh, so, oh my God, that was a backwards way of doing that. I was trying that. to be polite. I was going to tell you to fuck off. <laughs> Will, be polite. No way. So uh, if, if you wouldn't mind, everyone except Danny and uh, Will, could you remove your headphones or uh, deafen, please? So uh, you come down and you kind of close the stairs behind you and close the stairs, sorry, close the door to the stairs behind you. And so it's just you two alone with the lights, the candles, quietness, the stillness. Uh, and as Claude, you take your helmet off, releasing your face for the first time in quite a while since you were wearing this helmet and uh, <laughs> your beard flapping in the wind. Like a head uh, and shoulders out, just like whip the beard out. <laughs> Uh, you pop yourself down and you're looking attentively at Claude, uh, at Castan. Claude, there's something that 
Ogremorph told me that I haven't really told anyone else. And he said maybe I wanted to talk to someone who who could 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 give me advice. And he said maybe I need to find someone that would believe I was talking to a, a chicken wizard. And I thought you were probably the best person to to talk yeah, to mate, about I that. Yeah, I mean, I've, I've, I've absolutely been there. You know, I feel you. So he said he saw the future and the past. He said he'd saw and he described the stabbing of, of the book and with the Onyx Reaver. You know, in your in your vision, when you saw Helena get covered in that blackness and you tried to fix her? I, I did. We, we succeeded. Ogremorph said that a mortal life is needed to close the blight. Right. His implication was that as well as stabbing the book with the knife, that whoever did so would be giving up their life, body and soul. Right. As in, we wouldn't be able to bring them back. Um, okay. He said that if, if, if that wasn't done, then the blight wouldn't it wouldn't work. Oh, I see. Um, and I, well. I, I thought as someone who'd seen it all, I thought maybe you'd want to know that. Yeah, as I understand it, and you have to understand, Karstan, is that I've experienced death and come back. So it's not like as final as everyone makes it. Yeah, but, but, but he said, the way he said it, I... And I, I asked. He, the way he made it sound was that he he knew that maybe we might try to bring that person back, but that we couldn't. That that what had to be given up to close the blight. It said that life followed death, but death it was needed for life. I'm not even going to begin to understand that riddle. I'll leave that one to you. But if you're telling me that that's going to happen and whoever does it ain't going to come back, well, you know, I'll put my hand up because the master wants this blight to end and I want to spend eternity with the master in his fancy halls. So, you know, we'll do this. be fine. I've and I, too I, long, man. I'm over 100, I think. I, I, just, I just thought you should know because it... The, the way that Ogremorph spoke, it was, it was strange because by by telling us what had happened in the future, we might try and change it, or it's already. Ch- I don't know. It was, but the point is that I wanted to tell you because I feel like someone else should know just in case we spend if 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 others find this out and we spend so much time trying to work out a way for there not to be a sacrifice that we then fail when we already know that it's needed. Do you know, you've, you've told the right person, I think. I think anyone else that have the exact same reaction that you've just suggested. That we, that, that in spe- a way, I always sort of felt that my life was tied to the blight and then when that's gone, you know... I'm done. 
yeah i mean i i don't i don't he didn't say who had to do it just that it was it was something that would have to happen and you know if if helena is the future queen of sleek guards i mean we can't yeah. i don't i don't know her yeah, brother sebastian s- much but i, I don't you know you do not want him on the throne i would never speak ill of the family i've served my entire two lives but you do not want him on the throne at all at all it would be a travesty so if i mean i, I hope i hope helena's parents are all right but if she is the future of sleep guard then she she because yeah. you, you know she'll want to be the one that stabs the book you know that yeah because we saw it in the vision she'll believe that she's the person who planted the vision wanted you know her to believe that she should be the one that does it or i think i think it's like ogremorph says by by knowing something we can change it and i think helena will think that that's her destiny but but, but by us having seen what has happened we can change it to be someone else yeah i just wanted yeah i agree I just, I just thought I had to share someone. I just didn't want to tell everyone because then we would have gone round and round going. Drago would have been all like, "No, I, I insist that this is not the way forward." And I, this will, we will make sure that 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 nobody dies. Burr. And and Robin would have said, "Well, I, I think that we can change. The destiny isn't fixed." And you know what they'd be like? It's like they're in the room, cast Dan. I don't know how you do it. How can you just? How can you just completely transform to someone else, but not have the horns like Drago or the the eyebrows like Robin or the smell of folly? How it helps. Do, do it. It helps that I spend time with you guys. Yeah, it's nice that you're here. You know, when you when you when we had to form the cast down search party, I was a bit yeah. worried. So was I. I. I don't. I think if Ogremorph, if I hadn't seen, if I hadn't learned what I knew I don't know whether I would have been able to come back I don't know whether I would have been all the planes to find you mate don't worry no but I mean that because of running away I don't know whether I I would have deserved to come back you came back the courage is in there mate I wouldn't worry about it I know, I just don't think I'd make a very good knight like you wanted me to be. Knights come in many shapes and sizes. Some wield axes. Some yeah. can barely spell. I'm not very good with axes. But I can spell. But you can spell. And that makes you better than pretty much every one of the ones I've met that are like my rank or Oh I don't I I don't I don't think so. I think I think you're you're really good at lots of stuff, Claude. Yeah, thanks. This like, is this is an interesting um, situation we're sort of in, you know. Uh, this is almost like you've come to a holy man for wisdom. That's 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 why I that is part of. I know. Yeah, it's. I mean, if I know Akiva's meant to be bad, but with everything I've seen, everything you've done, he isn't bad. I, I know, he but, isn't but, bad. but people. I've made us, you know, we've, we've grown up like this, but with everything I've seen you do, I can't believe that everything we've been taught is, is right about him. And, you know, yeah, I thought that you'd be a good person to talk to about this. 
Well, for once, I've really felt like a true cleric here, imparting wisdom, talking about godly things and fate and, oh, it really made my day, Castan. Thanks for coming back in the mud. It's all right. Um, will Helena forgive me? Yeah, yeah. Thing is, mate, her entire world's crumbling around her, and the only thing that she thought was solid, you know, is upstairs and in this room. And when things like that get awkward, you know, it's funny. Imagine, you know, we get on a ship, go to Sanguid Lands, and then your entire world's turned upside down. Yeah, I, I dread to think what's happening. If the Crisper is powerful here, I, I dread to think what's happening there. Yeah, and this is the thing. They'll go away because they're a bunch of assholes. Once the blight's done, I'm going <laughs> to march us all down there. Well, you're going to march us all down there, actually. Wearing this lovely gown, and I'll uh, point to my pajamas. And oh. say, "Hey, Abkriska, fuck off." I, I mean, I, I mean, I, I don't think, I don't think your your clothes will fit me, but but thanks. Oh, you can have them, man. Uh, I'll, I'll, uh, you're, you seem to be using them, so I'll, I'll I'll let you keep them for now. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. I mean, you'll I'll be there too. I mean, Wenzelzo, you'll be there as well. Uh, in, in, yes, in some forms, I will. In some forms, I will, I suppose. Here's the thing. Here's the thing. The thing about the princess is that actions speak much louder than words. Yeah. And the reasons why maybe she's feeling what happened is because, you know, you, you, she saw it happen. You, you know, you went away. But the next action you take, it will completely, completely change your mind. You're right. I need also, to. I need to prove myself and, again. And, and also all the stuff you know about you know her entire world crumbling around her. So yeah, that, we'll, that. we'll get there. We'll get there. We'll get there, and you'll be crazy. You'll be so good. You're already so good. Thank you, Claude. I I, I needed this. It's all right. Mate. It's all right. Well, we've got to we've got to you know got to stick together and make sure we're all okay. Want to head back up? <laughs> yes, that sounds like a plan. I think the DM wants to pan the camera up there anyway. And as the and camera... He's going to walk over with an arm <laughs> over his shoulder. <laughs> and I'm going to then... Kiss? Also... <laughs> and and Carstone will say, thank you, Claude. And then the camera finally pans up. Oh, thank you, bastards. And the... <laughs> As that uh, embrace takes place and you take a moment just to regale your thoughts and sort yourself out and rebro yourself up, uh, because obviously we can't show emotions as men, uh, you the camera kind of pans up uh, up the stairs and round into the room where the rest of the party are currently located. I'm a wave, see if we can get everyone back. So uh, for the rest of you that are upstairs, you've just seen uh, Claude and Castan go off uh, down to have a, a frank conversation away from you all which leaves the rest of you up on your own some. So you've got Folly, we've got uh, Folly to the Fire, Rucksack now off, Drago by the pub, by the bar, uh, ingesting more alcohol. Uh, we've got Robin and we've also got 
uh, Helena trying to ingest this new information that's been given to her. We've also got Sebastian sat in the corner just taking the whole scene in. Uh, well, the camera kind of pans over to see uh, what uh, Folly is up to to begin with. So uh, the last thing we left you, I think you were by the fire. Was that right? No, you'd set the alarm. You reset the alarm over Folly's sake and set, reset the alarm. So you're by the front door, Folly. Yeah, Folly just kind of muttering to himself, resetting this alarm. Um, when he is Macaulay Culkin's house. Eventually, yeah, he's not setting a trap, he's just setting an alarm. Um, I don't have runic spells. Um, after it's all finished, he's going to wander over to the bar, pour himself um, a little bit of whiskey, and he's just going to kind of head to the fire. He's going to sit there nursing it a little bit. It doesn't take a lot to get fully drunk, so he's still being a bit cautious. Drago would have poured the drink for you because oh. he's behind the bar. Folly would have accepted it graciously and just nodded to Drago. It would be larger than your normal tipple. I can imagine so, and that's probably why Folly makes it. To the point it. where it slightly overflows when you take it over your hand. <laughs> <laughs> I'm I'm new to this. Don't worry about it, Drago. It's um certainly a, a, a generous portion. It's um, it's good to have you back. Anyway, it's definitely good to be back. I, I won't lie; I'm quite fascinated by where where you did go. Claude said you went on ahead, but I'm afraid I still don't believe it. You you barely remembered me when I found you under the sewer. Claude said what? Uh, Claude said you'd gone on ahead. Of us to Goldview, and that we were to meet you there, but without any arrangements as to where or when. Told us to have no. faith. Well, it sounds like he was covering. I think he uh, was I don't know why. Right. Well, I guess you did meet me in Goldview. It, it's still a bold question. It's very unlikely you to wander off like that. Well, I didn't wander off, so. But what did I mean? To you? It's a a really long story, and I guess, don't get me wrong, I want to tell you, but I also want to tell everyone, and I'm kind of, this might surprise you, one of those people that like to explain things once kind of deal. No, actually, that doesn't surprise me at all. I know you like the sound of your own voice, but I certainly know you don't like repeating it either. Exactly that backhanded compliment there <laughs> funny it's funny because you could not backhand me you're very small uh so yeah i am look I, i'm i'm happy to regale my story and tell you all but it's probably best for when all ears are here Perhaps. assuming that people want to hear it of course if not then you know, fire questions away. I have nothing to hide. Well, at the very least, I, I would have liked to speak for them, but I would be most certainly interested in hearing it sometime. I'd bloody love to hear it. You hear Sebastian shout from the other side of the pub. You're not a part of this conversation. Christ. He's a snarky one, isn't he, the little one? Bloody hell. Uh, uh, but Mr. Dragonborn, Mr. Drago, man, I'd love to hear your story. Just FYI. Part of it, ignore the gnome. <laughs> yeah, just saying. I'm Nothing. sure at the very least, Carsten would be interested. Never mind yeah, about the sure. sniffling idiot over there. Bloody hell, I can hear you, you know. You do know who my dad is, yeah? Your point being? I don't think you have any respect for the monarchy around here. 
well, you're still friends with my sister. That's because she is a yeah. person. Nothing about your sister. She's a dear friend to every single person in this party. I'm trying to get the gist if you're as good of a friend slash brother as we are to her. Uh, gosh. I mean, I could say yes, but would that really change anything? Would you think any different of me? I'm trying to get the lay of the land because it sounds like she's got a hell of a future in front of her and everyone to support her would be a good thing. Right, so, yep, 100% behind her. Um, I will do literally anything to not run this shithole because I would make it worse. So if I can keep her or get mum or dad back, yep, 100% behind it. As long as I can just, you know, get on with my life and enjoy myself and, you know... I'll be happy. So if that involves keeping an old H-dog up there, then by all means, I'm game. You realise how lucky you are to have a sister like that, to even have a sister who's in the same room as you. He's going to look over to her at that point and be like, well, yeah, but she hasn't been here for years. And she's alive and here and strong and powerful, and for whatever reason, seems to want to look after you. I just hope that her kindness is repaid in kind. He's going to put the empty pint down on the table and go for a second, another one that's already lined up on there. Way to kill the fucking vibe. And he's going to walk off and just find a quiet table in the corner and brood. Before Mm. you walk away, Drago may have changed slightly in the last couple of days but I haven't hang on Volley you don't speak for me this is speaking for myself then why mention my name let me finish Drago please should you indeed hurt Helena I will engulf you in flames hotter than those you find in the worst of hells she is a good friend and a good person now, I believe Drago may be beating around the bush. I could be wrong. I don't know. But I am no, I think I made it quite clear, Folly. This person's not exactly the brightest of people, Drago. He's still family to Helena, so do be careful with what you say. I say what is on my mind, and I always will. Yes, but I am asking you to be considerate of your party. I believe I am. I don't want to see Helena get hurt by anybody, let alone family. Yeah, but killing her family would hurt her. I, I want to make that point perfectly clear. Drago, it's merely, well, not an empty threat, because I probably would do if he were to hurt Helena, but I think it would be well-deserved if he were to. Be that as it may, it's not your choice to make. But it's a decision I am prepared to make if I need to. I know, but I've also been here when you've threatened party members before. True, I do seem to do it quite often. Just check yourself, okay? Sebastian's going to look to you both as you just have this to and fro between you both and wait for the conversation to naturally lull. He's seething. We're quite angry at this point from what's being said, being threatened in such a way. He looks up at you, well, he looks towards you, Folly, and says... Jessica Renstrad. Name ring a bell? It doesn't. No. 
thought it wouldn't. She's one of the kids in Evershire. She's the one that didn't make it. You were responsible for that fire though, weren't you? Just think about it. They're my people here, not yours. And he's going to walk away into the corner. So, Robin, you've just seen this altercation, or mini altercation kind of take place as you're taking in the situation uh, and the, the, you know, these comrades that you've traveled with, there's quite some time arguing with this, this uh, new, new individual on the scene. Uh, Sebastian goes and sits in the corner on his own and you see Folly and Drago uh, going for another drink and it's a bit icy in the air. Uh, is there anything you want to do before uh, Claude and Castan return from their basement love adventure? Yes, there is. Um, Robin is going to take stock of this conversation just very quietly from near the stairs. And he's going to glance at the bar and see two of the full pint glasses. Um, He's going to weigh up whether he should do this or not in light of the evening and the situation. And he's going to think, I think I know what this person is going through to some degree and maybe I can help. And he's going to grab two of the pint glasses and just very quietly make his way up the stairs after Helena. Okie dokie. We will follow you up the stairs and plug, 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 you wake your way up the stairs and you take the first left, as you heard Kennard say, and in front of you are a number of doors, all of which are open, save one, all of which have prepared rooms uh, one only. The first on the left is the door that is shut. Uh, there are seven rooms. Sorry, there are eight rooms up there. Two doors are shut. Apologies. The far end on the right is shut and the first on the left is shut. All the other doors are open. The other six doors are open. Robin will knock on Helen's door. Which one is that are you knocking on? I assume the shut one. Well, there, there are two shut. Sorry, Tali's oh. gone to bed as well. Okay. Um, is there anything to suggest which of the door is potentially like belonging to like tavern staff and which one is like a general room? The room at the far end, if you're kind of looking at the doors, looks nicer. I will assume that that's the room that Helena is in and go and knock on it. Uh, Tali answers the door. Oh, what? Um, Tali, I was looking for Helena. Sorry. No, uh, there's no... Oh. Sorry, not her. Her hair's got it. Like, um, what's his? What's her name from Frozen with the hairs all kind of up and matted? And Princess face, and Anna. Yeah, when she's yeah, waking like up that. on the coronation day. Yeah, like that, but you know, less uh, cartoony, more realistic. You know, poor. Uh, yeah, she's there. <laughs> not like poor, like that. Like, is it like? <laughs> That's exactly Sorry. how you made it sound. I've, no, no, I didn't mean that. I didn't mean that. I've got. No, it's the way Sebastian talks. I've got that still going around in my head. It's the guy. It's the guy from. Sorry. Uh, anyway, um, well, uh, not me. No, uh, probably down the hall. Not yeah, me. Yeah, I'd figure. I'd figure. Yeah. Just as you go to close the door, taking the master bedroom for yourself. Oh, I thought I'd run the place. I might as well give myself a nice room. Hell of a twenty-four hours, Talia, and Robin <laughs> will just turn away. Good night. Um, uh, he'll go and knock on the other closed door. Helena, you hear a knock from the outside. I thought you were going to say, Talia answers the door. <laughs> oh, I'm still here. 
How is this happening? I'm in every room. You're in your mind. And then and then Robin wakes up and he's in the Sword Coast and everything's been a dream. The end. (laughs) Uh, No, uh, Helena, you hear a knock from the other side of the door. Helena's going to open it part way, and you can see that she's actually in a, a a sort of a small white slip of a of a night dress. Oh, um, um, um it's quite dark in her room. Uh, um, I am. Um, Sorry, I want... did you want anything? I was I was just trying to get some kip. Yes, um, I wanted to check if you were all right. There seems to have been a lot of heavy information thrown about over the past 24 hours and well you seem to have been at the center of most of it Uh, listen i don't want to have this conversation on the uh on the landing just come on in let me let me just put something else around me um and she goes into the room leaving the door ajar and she she grabs the the sheet from her bed to sort of put around her as well and she turns on a little lamp and sits sits on the bed and gestures to robin to, to come in Robin has kind of, with his two pint glasses, become kind of like the schoolboy outside the headmistress's office at that point, while Helen has gone in to make herself decent. And uh, awkwardly, when he gets the nod, will just come into the room. And um, I thought you might appreciate this. I know you were trying to get to sleep, so probably not, but I I, I brought it for you anyway. You know what? It probably isn't a bad shout, and she's going to just take one off you. Thank you, Robin. You're welcome. How are you? I've just got a lot to think about. Uh, I've just, you know, been reunited with my brother, who I can't really say was... It sounds awful, but he was never a favourite of mine growing up. I can see why. Um, And and now I feel quite protective over him all of a sudden. And he's the only thing I've really got left here uh, with my mother and father... Not being around, Lucian being away. I feel this news of me being the the heir apparent is just too overwhelming at the moment. I, I don't know how to deal with it. Uh, Robin will gesture to a chair. Uh, may I have a moment and sit down? Of course. She's just going to gesture to one of the chairs. Robin will sit down and he will look as if he's trying to find a way to phrase what he's going to say. And then he'll just say, when there was a time back on the Sword Coast when I belonged to quite a large family and um, we, there was a, a specific job, I suppose you would call it, in a city called Neverwinter and I I didn't want to do it because because I think I knew that something was going to happen and that not all of us were going to survive and I remember my mother saying to me before that point that when I told her I didn't want to do it she she said to me that there are no her exact words were, sometimes we find ourselves in situations where there are no good choices on the table. But um, that doesn't mean we can turn away. We still have to 
we still have to make a choice. And I, I, I say this to you now because 24 hours after that, I found myself alone in the world with just me and my sister and we were wanted, we were in trouble and we had to go our separate ways and that must have been nearly two years ago now and I, uh, I haven't seen her since. But um, I understand why you feel protective of your brother and we have to make a decision in the morning about whether we leave him here or not. But I, I don't think he's safe in this city. I agree, which is why I'm, I'm glad he, he wanted to join us. I, I have to ask, well, you can choose to answer if you wish. I understand some things are best kept private. But what was the job? Neverwinter had these ancient cloisters and there was something at the heart of them. Something dangerous. I didn't get a chance to see it. We and it was made your family? It, Sorry. We, we made it into the central cloisters and uh, my, my, my brother, he was a dragonborn. Uh, we weren't blood relatives. He... The last thing I remember seeing him is him plunging his blade into my mother's back. Oh my goodness, I'm sorry. And you never speak of your mother. Uh, well, she 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 wasn't my mother, not really. She she found me and Ella when we were very young, and she she taught us the means to survive and. While she raised us, we were orphaned at a, at a very young age. Uh, my father went out to market one day. We lived on the farm. He went out with the cart and horse, and the, uh, he never returned. And that left me as a 10-year-old boy with a four-year-old sister to try and navigate the world. And, and that's when we met her. Uh, she... she, she had the matriarchal name of Starling in, in, in this family group. It's complicated, but she she raised us. Then she was your mother, no matter what? I like to think so. And that was the last time I saw my brother the, until, until he murdered Shadar's sister. And it, it's a long story. But anyway, I think the point I'm trying to make here is, Helena, is that when she told me that there was an irrevocable change and a decision would have to be made and there might not be any good options on the table, I think you may be feeling the same way. And I don't want to preempt the way you feel, but I can't imagine that the past 24 hours have been easy for you. And I just thought if I could offer you any wisdom, it would be this. So it's that I need to make a choice. I think 
you have to understand the choice that has been made for you. In your parents' absence, you are not the heir apparent. You are the queen of this city. Maybe not officially, but every child in the street that we pass today, every citizen who strikes bread in this city, everyone who's passed through that gate, you are charged with their protection. And I say this to you not as a daunting thing, because I want you to know that you do not have to do that alone. I've seen many things, and I've looked for someone and something to believe in ever since I've came to this plane. I thought it was Elphir. I thought he was wise, and I thought he was the right person to follow. He certainly presented himself in that way, but I was wrong about him. But I don't think I'm wrong about you. You wandered into the wilderness by yourself to take charge for your family, to take charge for your kingdom. You fight on the front lines when your brother proves he could easily, you could easily sit behind the castle walls. You could easily have been on that boat yourself. But your tenacity and desire to, to do good means you were elsewhere. I don't believe in fate, and I certainly don't believe in any of these gods that exist in this kingdom. But I believe, well, I believe in you. And I think, I think if you are queen, even if it's only in your parents' steps, in your parents' stead, then this city is blessed. And no matter how bleak it is, there is hope. And that hope is you. And it's a burden you haven't asked for. I know that. But I've just heard everyone else downstairs leap to your defense. People care about you. They admire you. And they will follow you. And she gives a, a look at you, quite a long look at you. And she smiles at you. And she says, thank you, Robin. I don't often hear delicate comments such as the ones that you've just made. I... Well, I, I think as you step into your title, you're going to find a lot of people who will tread on eggshells around you and use titles. Um, it's, it's odd that for a long time, I found it very difficult to call you Helena, and I would call you Princess or Your Highness, even when I wasn't supposed to. But I feel like now I can call you by your name as a as an ally, as, as someone. So you should. Trust. You're you're a good friend to me, Robin. As as are all of all of them. Even my stupid brother. There are. Daft, spoiled brat of a brother. And you're right, I, I feel a lot of protection over him. And if you're right about that, then you're right about the other thing, and that's that I 
will need to protect others in this city so long as my mother and father are absent. I think I have an idea of what we need to do. But I think whatever we propose to the others in the morning, it's going to need your blessing because we're leaving this city in the hands of dangerous people who are doing unsavory and dangerous things and will continue to do them whilst we're not here. Do you care to tell me your plan now or shall we save it till the morning? No, no, no. I, I, it all di- where we need to go to find this book is going to be in, in important, but we're almost certainly going to have to go, I assume, to the front lines to close the blight. You and think we need done, to do that first? I do not think we have any sway in this city as much as I would like to stay and, and rid the Abkrisgrid in order to ensure that people here are safe. Thousands of people live in this city and, and I I don't know. I guess I... I no, I agree with you. I think I think the the Threadbear's store is is the next place for us. I must. I have no idea where my mother is to cure her of her illness, and that's really why I came back here. I wasn't expecting to be overthrown by the Abkriskra. I wasn't expecting to not have my mother and father around. That wasn't part of any plan. And I think we now need, or I need, to rearrange my priorities so that we do save the people of the Blight and then we can tackle what's left of this city in order to hopefully regain our, our throne, our place on the throne. If we destroy the blight, could Lucian help us? I know Claude says that that's maybe not on the table, but could he? I was always going to speak to him about it. If we can get message to him, I will absolutely reach out to my brother. I, I adore him. I trust him. And he will also have extra intel. I, I know it. Once we defeat the Blight, I think our next step has to be to reclaim this city in the name of your family. And now I understand Lucian's role and what he is forfeited to fulfil that role. The attempt to reclaim that city is going to have to be led by you. And when the time... And when the time comes to that, Helena, I will stand behind you. Thank you. I wouldn't doubt it. And she holds up her glass for you to cheers before she downs the rest of her pint. Robin will do the same. And um, as he gets up and goes to leave, he's just going to turn back and say, Oh, um, there's something you should know. Um, I'm starting to become more comfortable with this and I guess more comfortable with who I am, but my real name's not Robin. My real name is Dustin. And 
I think when all this is done, Dustin is who I would like to be. Thank you for for trusting me with this information. Uh, I take it everybody else knows about it. Do you know, I don't even know. Um, I've spent... Gosh, I don't even know. Does this have anything to do with what my brother was saying to you? He was saying that you you look like somebody he's seen before. Oh, that. Yes. Well, turns out this kingdom is full of curiosities. Something else for us to figure about. I'm not sure how to take that. No, neither am I. Um, neither am I. Well, Though it uh, stems to reason that this day would end with another riddle. And uh, as and when I encounter this man with my face, which I'm sure I will, I'll deal with it. And she nods. Good night, Dustin. <laughs> Good night, Helena. And Robin, as the door closes to Helena's room after a frank and honest, humble conversation has taken place, you start to make your way back down the stairs towards uh, what remains of the group, noticing Karstan and Claude have now come up from uh, their little uh conversation below was there something you wanted to do or yeah i think robin would get to the top of the stairs he'd hear the murmurs underneath and he'd feel this wave of tiredness and the emotions of not trusting the party from earlier the um newfound respect and affinity that he's picked up for helena over the past 24 hours and he'll turn back on himself and he's just going to go into one of the empty rooms and sit and contemplate and probably fall asleep himself and as your eyes close, as the wave of exhaustion and tiredness rush over your body, as your mind races through the events that have taken place over the last 24, 12 hours, five hours, and the busyness that encapsulates a metropolitan city and those that are fugitives within it, that's where we're going to leave it for this week's episode of the Fellowship oh, of the Tabletop. Wow. Goddamn. Wow. God damn. Fair. That, there's been some big up. one-to-ones in this that has awesome. indeed so emotional but you need the you need these you know you have big big events you gotta you gotta unpack them you gotta unpack them you gotta let people talk and <laughs> the that's next episode is happens. still gonna contain some unpacking as well it's bro time <laughs> you're all good frenemies that was a that was a really nice vibe as well hmm we've got strong. the highs we've got the lows we've got a bit of everything in there mate I love this I love you all that was good and we're gonna get the highs back and thank you very much for uh, oh, that was a, such a shit segue but I was struggling so hard to find a way to close this out We're, the highs have never left us I thought you were going to I thought you were going to still have it well, no, I, thought I you were was just to about to sign off really well and then you've just talked over me and now I'm flustered <gasps> what did you want to say Sorry. DM 
I was just going to say, I left it on, you know, oh, I love you guys. And then you could go, well, and if you loved listening to us, then uh, I thought that was a good little, I, my mind I was, was still like, with that. My mind was still shocked because I was just like, oh, we're leaving it there. No. You could have adapted the uh, highs into if you want to say hi to us. Okay, right. I'm just going to sign off here. Thank you very much for tuning in and listening and making us a part of the everyday week. We love you for it. We really do. We love you more than we love ourselves sometimes. Okay. If you wanted to keep in touch with the podcast and follow us, please do so on our combined Twitter page, which is at fellowship table and then if you wanted to go one step further and follow us individually you can do so i'm at i rolled a one casey's at unicorn crit danny's at total party thrills darren's at darren page 06 callum's at vd20 gamer will is at natural 20 will and our sexy sexy dm is at hastily roll dm <laughs> until next time <laughs> Farewell. Farewell.